This podcast is powered by Pivotal Moments Media. Check out our education, content, and more at PivotalMomentsMedia.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life After the Military, a show completely focused on reversing the trend of veteran suicide, homelessness, and problematic transitions by helping veterans transition from military to civilian life and strengthening the mental fitness of our active duty military members, veterans, and their families. Our show is powered by Pivotal Moments Media, an organization on a mission to strengthen mental fitness worldwide for all. Go check them out at PivotalMomentsMedia.com to learn more. My name is Lee Elias, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Howie Cohen, and we are privileged to have our special guest, Sergeant Major Retired Topaz Navarro, with us today. Topaz served for over 27 years in the United States Army in multiple roles, including support of the military intelligence community for over 20 years in Army Special Operations Forces units. Topaz is the founder and owner of Escape Velocity Academy and also serves as the president of the board of directors for the Work Play Obsession All In Foundation. Topaz, it's our pleasure to have you with us today. Welcome to Life After the Military. No, guys, thank you for having me. I, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. No, it's great to have you. I'll tell you what, we had a great intro call before this episode. I can already tell this is going to be a fun one. Uh, but we, we always start with the same question, Topaz. Again, you served for 27 years in the Army. Tell us how you prepared and executed your transition out of the military to the private sector. What went well? What did not go well? What would you do differently knowing what you know now? And, and what can you share with our audience to, to help them out? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. And I love opening with that because, you know, it's so recent, right? And just I'm about six and a half, seven months out now. Right. Wow. So it's, it's all fresh. Yeah. It's, it's all fresh and it's all right there still uh, at the forefront uh, of my mind. And, you know, I'm very unique in that. I like to say I was uh, I'm thankful for COVID, right. You don't hear, you don't hear that very often, but um, I can definitely say that because although most of my transition was done virtually um, there were no operational requirements that impacted that transition because everything was essentially sh shut down, right? right. So um, there were so many, all the movements were restricted and, 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 and people were told to kind of work from home to kind of keep the force, you know, uh, control and not, or to control the spread. So um, I went through the typical, you know, uh, transition assistance program um, and, and, and did a lot of the courses on my own because I had time, right? It's that, that thing that we hear a lot from, from service members is they weren't allotted time. Right. Right. Man. I was fortunate that that time for me was not an issue. Um, and the other key piece to my transition, that I tell people all the time now is, you know, uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn was huge for me um, because I came from an environment where, you know, we were such a small population of the of the military and we were so I'll use the word segregated from from because of what we did. Um, our network was really restricted to those people that were within the organization, you know, within the network and to build a new network was critical for me and just going out on LinkedIn and then establishing connections and being, and being open on what I was looking for in the future was, was hugely beneficial to my transition. Hey, Tobias, can you, can you explain to the audience how you use LinkedIn to, um, to in your transition, you know, maybe give some, some pointers or what worked for you, Maybe I'll assume knowing what I know about your the organization you came from, um, I know that you probably did not have much, if any at all, of a social media presence. And even though I don't consider LinkedIn a social media platform, it's it's a networking platform. But so it, it tells me you probably had to do a lot of grunt work. 
to get to the point where it was effective. Maybe you can talk to our audience about what you did and, and, and what you learned and how you became more comfortable with it and yeah. what benefits you got from it. No, you're exactly right, Howie. I, funny you mentioned that when I first went on to LinkedIn, there was an account there that I didn't even create. Um, there was an account there created. Uh, I don't even know when. So I had to start with something else. And really, that was just starting with a different website. So it wasn't or a different email address. It wasn't too big of a deal. But you're right. I had essentially zero contacts, right? And zero people to, to begin to connect with. Um, so really, what I had to lean on is what, what were really my interests, my interests beyond the military? right? What did I like to do outside mm. of that, that small network that we had? And that's where I began to establish my connections. I would follow some of those pages, right? When we look at uh, mental fitness and Lee, I, I know you're, you're, you know, this inside and out, right? We begin with curiosity, right? Um, and curiosity is how I started my LinkedIn. What am I curious about? And what do I want to pursue later? I started to follow those pages, right? And then I began to insert myself into the dialogue in those pages, and just by doing that, I created connections, right? You know, and then you follow up on those connections. And now you, you guys know the way LinkedIn works, you know, and now they're, you know, you're sharing stuff and posting stuff and you just continue to bring more people in. And that was huge for me. Right. So it was um, being able to be vulnerable, right. By, by stepping out into a community I wasn't very familiar with and then um, having the curiosity. Right. So those two things I think were huge for me. And that's what I encourage people to say, well, one, you have to get over fear, right? The fear of, of being new. Um, everything right. in life is crawl, walk, run, right? We're not going to, you're not going to be the best civilian, whatever, you know, when you get out on day one. Um, so kind of accept that and, and, and be willing to put yourself out there a little bit. And, and the biggest piece, sorry to go back a second, for, for our population in particular, Howie, is understanding that you don't have to talk about everything you did in order to have uh, a personality, right? To be someone, to be productive, to be value added to a conversation. You don't have to talk about those things. And that is part of the fear for our population specifically is they're like, well, I, I don't want to talk about anything. You know, it's <laughs> like you have to get over that first hurdle, you know? You know, yeah. one of the things I'll bring up just real quick, is I'm always kind of amazed you know, how we, with all our guests, how much the transition out of the military has echoes of transition out of college. Um, and what I mean by that is it, it's the same kind of thing of, well, you gotta, you gotta try some things. You gotta look around and figure out what you want. And it's going to be very different than whatever it is that you're doing. Obviously the service members have potentially decades of work experience under their belt. That's, that's something you have one up on college students, probably a little bit more of a realistic view of the world. But uh, it, it is the same thing as the sense of not, not necessarily the lead, you know, right? Because yet you, you do have, you know, if, it, if you're junior enlisted or junior officer, right, who gets out before they retire, it's I think it's I think you're spot on. I think it's very similar to a college transit. It might only right. be four five, six years. Right. Right. So. Right. And I want to I want to revisit the word that you brought up, Topaz, which is curiosity. Um, look, we all have hobbies. We all have things outside of that. And, and it, it, this, this is what I'll say. And how we actually I'm going to lean on you for this a little bit, too. If you have things that you love to do uh, outside of your service, I think Topaz is right. Start to explore those. There's probably work in those sectors. And I'm, I'm sure that people would love to have a veteran, believe it or not. I know there's a little bit of a stigma around that. Um, if you don't, if you don't, let's say the military really was your identity, which we'll talk about. All right. I found that most people that fall into that, and again, Howie, this is where I'm going to lean on you find a lot of peace in not just contract jobs, but helping other veterans and helping other military, finding organizations 
where they can be involved with veterans and help veterans, that might be the pathway you want to go. But I think it all comes back to what Topaz says. You got to be a little curious. You got to be a little curious. You can't be shut off, right? Uh, It's okay to explore something, hate it, and not do it. Uh, Again, when I talk to college kids, I always say, if you don't like your major, change it. (laughs) Don't stay there. You don't want to be doing this for 45 years if you hate it. So I think permission to be patient and a little exploratory type mindset of trying things and and how, as you've said a hundred times on the show, there are programs in place that will allow you to do that, to try different things and and to explore different avenues to kind of just see where you want to head. Yeah. And, and first of all, uh, I love the fact that, um, that, you know, Topaz shared some of his experiences, how he grew more comfortable with LinkedIn. I had an extremely, I had a very similar experience when I first started to get on LinkedIn is that I was way out of my comfort zone. Uh, And what I, uh, very similar to Topaz, what I ended up doing was I would just spend time reading other people's posts. And if something interested me, something attracted me, I might simply like it or, or some other kind of reaction to it, right? If it really interested me, if it really inspired me, I might comment on it, right? And, um, and, but I wasn't posting anything. I was mainly consuming other people's content. And when it was applicable or interested me, I would, I would respond, react to it and comment on it. And then I got to the point where um, I said, you know, I think I have something to say here. And so I kind of put my toe in the water and started creating a post, right? And I got a little bit, after I did that a few times, I got a little bit more comfortable with it and a little bit more comfortable with it. And, and I, th- but I think he, he, he took, as you mentioned something, it's just be authentic about it. Right. Mm-hmm, right. Um, be yourself and, and be curious. And we all have something to, of value to share. And it's an opportunity to share that value. And, and I think what I love the most, whether I'm posting or commenting is when a dialogue starts or, or multiple comments threads start. Because that's what I think that's what this is all about is how can you get how can you network with others? How can you um, learn from others and maybe how others can learn from you? And, and that's one of the greatest values I see out of uh, out of out of uh, the use of LinkedIn. And look, the other thing you said that I absolutely uh, loved was and Leith just said it about being curious. Look, I think that one of the biggest one of the hardest questions for a veteran of whether it's four years or 34 years to answer is what do I want to do? Mm, Um, And it's, it's, I think we all are challenged with answering that question. So explore, be curious. And LinkedIn is a phenomenal platform that allows you to do that at scale. That's the key. You can have multiple individual conversations. And I certainly encourage that because there's value, tremendous value in that. But you can actually be curious and you can um, have conversations at scale and network at scale with LinkedIn. And that's where I think the real power comes in. No, you hit on a great thing there, Howie. I had a couple of things I was kind of jotting down, but, um, you know, to talk about Escape Velocity Academy, right? So I, I, I coined myself a mental fitness coach slash a flow coach. And we can talk about flow and the Flow Research Collective. And I do want to hit that for a second. But that's what I set out to do with Escape Velocity Academy is to say, hey, we're specifically focused on military veterans, you know, from 
three months after you leave the service to moving beyond forward in life, right? Because there are plenty of programs that, that are designed for soldier service members during that transition or separation. But what happens after you land that first job that you thought was going to be the one that turns out not to be the one, or maybe they, you know, you didn't land that job or et cetera, et cetera, all the things that, that veterans experience. This is why escape velocity was started. And I like to tell people escape velocity is fueled within right? It's inspiration, uh, inspiring yourself and inspiring others, uh, intrinsic motivation, going back to your point, Lee, about service to others, and I'll get into that, um, intelligence and lifelong learning, um, and interpersonal relationships, right? So we have to continue to build these relationships afterwards, whether it's with fellow veterans, or with, with people that have never served, you build mm -hmm. that network. So that's the focus at Escape Velocity. And that's why I started um, that business. But to go back a second, you know, you hit on this thing about helping other veterans, right? And when it when it boils down to it, service members just want to continue to serve. They just want to continue to be of service to others. And that's why some of these nonprofits have a hard time bringing getting veterans to come out to their to their events is because they want to serve help serve others. They don't want to feel like they're the one right totally being, agree. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It goes back to what we were talking about with curiosity too, right? So where you can find an area where your curiosity overlaps with a problem in your community or in the world, that is where you're going to find some type of career that you can chase down that where people can call it a passion or a purpose, you know? Topaz, say that again. That was really so, well put. Yeah. So I said, if you, you, and this isn't mine, right? This is taken from the, from the flow, uh, flow, it's a thing that we teach, right? We right. walk people through you, you take, we say five things that you're curious about, right? And you begin to explore those curiosities. Then you look into your community or in the world, if you're at a larger scale and say, what are some of the issues that overlap with these things that I'm curious about that I love to explore and wow. where those things intersect, where they overlap, that's where you're going to find a career or something that you're going to be passionate about and that you're going to wake up in the morning and say, I want to, I want to kick this in the ass. Today. That is an awesome way of looking at what overlaps curiosity and community. That is a really amazing way of looking at it. I've never heard it put that way before. Um, and that, that is, that's the sweet spot. And I, when I think about the things that I do in my life and all, all of the projects that I do, that is the the point, right? That's where they intersect. And that's why I do it. Right. Like it's in, and, and because just being curious is not enough. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm curious, will the Flyers ever win a Stanley Cup in my lifetime? I don't know, but I don't work in that, that area, right? I'm just curious about that. Lee, I, I'll be able to, I can answer that. How I don't want your answer. The answer is I, I don't, I don't want to hear your answer to that. All right. You got lucky in 2018 and I've been hearing about that ever since. Anyway, look, <laughs> getting back to the point. Um, I, so I cap, was, I'm, I'm a cap fan. Just yeah. yeah. Hey, I, you know, I live in the DMV, so I, you know, I grew up watching the Devils all the time. Now I get to watch the Caps all the time. Ooh. So you know. So you've won your whole life. I don't want to hear. We're getting back to the topic at hand. <laughs> Devils and Capitals fans. Anyway, look, where 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 curiosity where where the, your curiosity and community overlap, that is a really great way of looking at this. Uh, I've never heard it put that way before. I even wrote that down. Yeah, I, I and I know why you're writing it down too. I you probably do. We'll get back to that later in the episode. But um, you know, you know, the, Howie, if I if I can, the next question was actually about this anyway, correct? So, it, it was, and we're actually on the topic. But there's there's a yeah. there's a actually a, a another point I'd like to draw out that uh, I think a phenomenal point that Topaz just made, um, and and um, and I actually did a. Uh, 
uh, a course, uh, geez, about a month, I guess it was in May. So it's almost uh, several months ago now. Um, it's with the, the, the Leader Transition Institute and their course is changing focus from we to me. Mm-hmm. It is a four day course. Um, and I love the fact that you brought that up because you're absolutely right. There is a, you know, look, everything we've been trained to do in the military was about team. Yeah. If you are a leader or being trained as a leader, it's, it's, you put the mission in your people before yourself, right? I mean, it is ingrained in you from whether you're, you're going through boot camp or you're going through um, your officer training, initial training courses. It's always about put the team before yourself. Right. And, and that's a great way to live your life in anything you choose to do, except your transition from the military. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Except your transition from the military. And I don't mean this from a selfish point of view. Right. And so I'm going to qualify what I just said. You have to absolutely put yourself first in your transition. And when I say yourself, I'm talking about you and your family. If you don't, you potentially are setting yourself up for problems, okay? Because in the military, you're given virtually everything you need, you know, resources, uniforms, training, equipment, budget, whatever it is, people, right? Yeah. Um, That ends the day you exit the military. Now it's all on you, right? So what you have, and listen, any, any effective leader knows that if he or she wants to be the most effective leader he or she can be, then they got to make themselves the best they can be so they can better take care of others, right? Well, this exactly applies to your transition, your transition planning, your transition preparation, and your transition execution. There is a point in time, and it may be at the two-year mark, it may be at the 18-month mark, it may be at the one-year mark, I encourage it to be as you know, push it, you know, get upstream as far as you can. But at some point you got to say, okay, I'm getting out. And now I got to focus on what I have to do to best prepare myself and my family to have success when I take the uniform off. And that's what I mean by changing the focus from we to me. And that's not being selfish. That's being prudent. Um, And if you do that and you do that effectively, you'll have a reasonably low stress, high success transition that will now help you navigate. And you mentioned, you know, um, that the the Escape Velocity Academy focuses on, you know, after three, the first three months after that sun gets out. Lee's heard me say this before, um, but it's worth repeating, you know. Joe Girasi, Dr. Joe Girasi and his team of clinical psychologists based on the data and research that they do to prevent veteran suicide with the Department of Veteran Affairs has literally labeled that first 12 months when you get out of the military as the deadly gap. The likelihood of a veteran committing suicide increases two to three times in that first 12 months. So how can we help transitioning veterans, spouses, and families navigate that deadly gap, right? And by properly planning, preparing uh, for your transition and then executing your plan will, I think, prepare you to safely navigate that 12-month deadly gap. So I love the fact that, that you recognize that, that Escape Velocity Academy is focused on that. So the first question I have for you is, 
how did you come up with the name? It's kind of an interesting name. And I would love for you to share much more about the academy and the services that, that you offer. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for asking. So I came up with the name. My daughter's name is Eva. My youngest daughter is named Eva. My middle, my middle, the middle daughter hates this fact, but my youngest daughter is named Eva. So those are her initials, EVA. So I just oh, wanted okay. to really play with her initials. It goes back to curiosity, right? I was like, this is what I want. How do I make this happen? But then I thought about what we said earlier, right? Escape velocity is is fueled within, right? And we're like, hey, you 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 have this this if you want to call it a north star, you have this object that's out there. Some people call it right a BHAG, your big hairy audacious goal. You have that um, in the flow community. We say you're impossible, right? You have your impossible, and we're trying to build up the momentum, right? The trajectory and the momentum to get to that impossible. And really, if your impossible is is dedicated to service of others, you're never going to get there. Right. But you're going to have that positive trajectory to continue to stay and work towards getting there. So that's kind of where that came from and what that means to me. And I like to tell people, hey, it, at the end of the day, it's all about trajectory. Right. It, it, we may not have made the, the 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 progress we wanted today, but was it positive? You know, when I mean positive, positive doesn't always mean what we think of as positive. Right. Sometimes lateral movement is positive. Right. You guys that have done land navigation before, you know that sometimes going up the mountain, you've got to move laterally. And that's still positive. That's still progress. Right. So um, as long as we have upward trajectory, we're, we're on the move, you know, and that's where that came from. And right now it's 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 a lot of speaking, you know, speaking engagements when I can get them or just being active on social media and having communication there, um, whether it's one on one or to small groups. Um, that's where we're at now. I kind of have a new thing I'm on and I'll introduce you guys to this and then we'll move on. I'll just kind of bring it up briefly, but I'm exploring um, the use of drones to elicit flow states, right? Because we know how um, gaming has positively impacted mental health. Now I want to take an add on, right? When you're flying drones, you're on, I say on the sticks, it's the same thing. You're still on your remote, you're still on the sticks, but now we want to take that outside and put it in nature. Right and combine the 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 novelty, the complexity, and uh, of of gaming really right and being on the sticks and the challenge of of maneuvering that aircraft and put it in nature. So you bring in all the benefits of being out in nature. So that's a new thing I'm exploring now. Now you can create these events or these gatherings where you can bring people together and, and have community that way as well. So something something new I'm exploring. You know, first of all, I love the name. I love how you got to the name. Um, so that insight, that context is 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 actually absolutely uh, uh, beautiful. Um, I'm reminded, and 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 Lee, you'll appreciate this. Um, you know, my oldest son uh, connected several years ago with a in very very interesting guy um, who was a uh, a rap singer and rap group manager uh, out of Atlanta. Uh, his his proper name is Charlie Jabbly, but he went by several monikers: uh, CEO Charlie, Charlie Rocket, whatever. Uh, it very uh, absolutely fascinating guy. But he one of the things that Drew brought from that relationship is Drew actually worked very closely with him to manage his uh, social media and marketing account. Um, was uh, this concept of um, uh, and he actually named his first company or his recent company Miles Sixty Two. What Charlie taught him was it takes approximately 62 days to develop a habit, uh, a, a good habit, right? 
And, um, and that if, if you think about it, and he used, to, he used to use the analogy that when a rocket ship takes off, it has to expend so much energy, but it hits about the um, mile 62 mm. from the Earth's surface. It then breaks through the pull of gravity and it now that momentum that it's built up carries it on to whatever its destination is, which is why he named his company Mile 62. Um, and, and when I think about Escape Velocity Academy, it kind of reminded me that, you know, you're actually helping a, a veteran, a veteran's family develop, build the momentum to escape the, the pull of gravity of whatever might be holding them back. Mm-hmm. in their transition yes. process and if they can bust through the atmosphere to get to that 60 second mile or whatever it is boom you're on your way you know yeah. um so it's it's a fascinating uh, uh uh name and concept and uh and i applaud you for what you're doing man it's really cool no thank you i appreciate it thank you no i was just gonna say i love that analogy because it's true it, like you know there's a threshold on a lot of situations in life that you know, it might be one step away. Sometimes you don't realize it, but like, again, the vastness of space, you're there, you're on your way. You said that perfectly, Howie. And I think that that deadly gap really is that 62 miles. If we're using metaphors, right. You just have to get through it. And, and I, again, I heard a great quote one time, spaceships don't have rear view mirrors. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that, right. You got to keep moving forward. And, and I, I think this is an appropriate time to say this, you know, you're not alone on this journey. If you look around, there's actually lots of rocket ships going up at the same time, right? You're not by yourself into the abyss, uh, but you got to look around and you got to look for that network. You talked about earlier, LinkedIn is a phenomenal place. It's a phenomenal resource that wasn't there. Howie, when you left, it was barely there, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it was three years old and I didn't even right. know it existed. To be so honest you got to use the resources that are out there. And, and, and again, uh, I think that's where this conversation is going, which is fantastic. So, so Topaz, what, what, uh, first of all, anything else? I, I mean, I, I, anything else you want to share about Escape Velocity Academy? I, I, I'd love to give you the, the mic to, uh, if there's anything, other points or anything else you want to spotlight. No, I mean, you know, a, a lot of it too was driven by, I don't know if you guys uh, have heard of uh, The Second Mountain, great book by David Brooks. Absolutely. Brooke, absolutely. One of my favorites. So, absolutely. In fact, I just exposed Lee and uh, and his dad to that book. Uh, and uh, one of my favorite books. Ago. My dad yeah. sent it to me because of you, Howie. He bought it and sent it to my house. So that's, awesome. yeah, yeah. Awesome. We're and on that. That's where a lot of this comes from too. Um, cool. my, my, the logo actually for Escape Velocity, uh, which I haven't pushed it out much, but I will be soon. It's actually two mountains, you know, cool. with how you'd appreciate it when you see it, there is a, there's a little bit of, uh, some coloring in there that you'll recognize when you see it, but it's two mountains and it's, and, and the letters EVA are kind of in, in the mountains. Oh, very but, cool. Um, what's interesting about it is, is I try to tell people, you know, the military does a good job of providing you or fulfilling resume virtues, right? You can get promotions, you can get paid well, you start to build your family and you build your and all these career things. Like it's great for building resume virtues, right? But then you transition out and you descend off of that first mountain peak into what we call the valley of despair, right? Now you're in this valley and you don't really have the, the azimuth, but you can kind of see that second mountain. You can kind of see it. But that second mountain is now eulogy virtues. It's no longer what am I doing for for recognition of pay and all these other accolades. It's eulogy virtues. What am I leaving behind? That's that second mountain. 
and what you know how do i want to be remembered when i'm gone that legacy right legacy is greater than currency that's what we try to nail home so now we're moving up that second mountain and that second mountain is where we're trying to build right that that velocity to get up that second mountain um so that's where i pull from that book a lot of times and i tell people i say hey i'm not an expert at anything right um, going back to Lee, what you said earlier about stories, I was going to mention this, right? I say this a lot is um, your story is someone else's victory, right? And that's why we need to share, right? Your yeah. message, my message, right? My mess is my message, right? We've heard that before. My my test is my testimony. We've heard all these things. Ed Milet uses this all the time, right? And that's what we need to share. And that's what we're doing. I say, hey, I like to call myself, in fact, I was a linguist in the military, Right. And if you ask people, they'll say, oh, he's a, he's a translator. I like to consider myself a translator because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a clinician. I'm not, you know, I don't have any of those letters behind my name. Um, I am a consumer, right? I say a consumer of mental health services. So I am on that side too. So I consider myself a translator. I can take what's from the, the top guys and translate that to the consumers. Or I like to take the issues and concerns of the consumers and push those up to the people that are with the long letters that don't really understand what's going on down at the consumer level. So that's where I see myself. I like to be in the pocket, in the middle, uh, a multiplier, right? So that's what, that's what I'm focused on at Escape Velocity is taking people that reside in the middle, right? Uh, and, and, and creating a community of multipliers and using that, as you said, right, as, as, as a group to help uplift one, each other up that mountain through the vastness of space, mm. right? That's what it's that's what it's all about. Well, escape velocity makes sense. <laughs> Go ahead, Howie. Well, I, I mean, so, I mean, you're speaking to something that I'm extremely passionate about, right? Um, I noticed in, in my military career, because I look, I, I, I live just exactly you described, right? There was an early part of my career where I was just trying to figure things out, right? Um, what what was my role in the military? What am I supposed to do? How do I become the, the best I can be? How how do I help the unit? But it was, it was it, my focus was on me, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I was focused on the unit, but but it still was like I was not comfortable yet in my identity as a as a leader and as an officer in, in the army. So I had to kind of figure things out. Um, and when I got, I think it was about to the rank of major. Um, so I, I had already been promoted from second lieutenant to first lieutenant, first lieutenant to captain, captain to major. I, 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 did, I was a platoon leader. I was a uh, company commander, uh, served in several different staff roles. And I think it was when I got to the rank of major. Um, and, and I realized that I got to where I was, not necessarily because of me, but because of other things others that invested in me, that mentored me, that coached me, that helped me learn, grow, and develop, right? Yeah. And then I think about the rank of majors when I realized, okay, now it's time for me to start doing what people did for me. It's time for me to start doing for others. Mm -hmm. I still need to work on me and continue to grow and develop as a leader and grow and develop as a, as a technical expert in what my field was. But I needed to make sure that now I was investing time, effort, and energy in coaching, mentoring, and developing those around me and below me so that they could grow and develop the way I had the opportunity to grow and develop. And, and you know, when I 
read and listened, actually, I listened to the book. I, I haven't read it. Um, I've, I've listened to it several times. Uh, it occurred to me that, you know, that's when I, I think started climbing my second mountain, right? And, and I've been climbing that mountain ever since. And, um, and I love, I absolutely love the fact that you're basing your business um, model on that concept. Because I think David Brooks wrote a freaking masterpiece. Yeah, um, I think that's awesome. Man. I really do. No, thank you. I, and, and you guys are helping immensely, you know, by helping me get the message out, you know, because that's the challenge that we've all seen, especially for the the male military community, right, or male military veteran community is um, how do we tackle these things? And how do we address these things? And how do we find someone that we relate to? And that's why I, I said earlier, and I won't stay on this for long, why I said earlier, I like to sit in the pocket, sit in the middle is yeah. because when you go on social media, right? It's a highlight reel. So everyone is the best at what they do. They have the greatest this, the greatest that, or it's the flip side where they're at the worst of the worst and they're terrible. And this, I like to be in the pocket and I want people to say, this is somebody that I can relate to. Right. And this is someone that our, our, our relationship, although it's a, 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 a coaching client relationship, if you want to call it that, but we're still helping one another. Right. It's not all about, and this is where, and this is the last thing, I'm sorry. This is where we talk about, for me, where I struggle with mentors versus coaches, right? Mm -hmm. Because a mentor is, hey, this is what I did. This is how I did. It, and I think this is good for you. Whereas a coach is, I'm going to ask questions to elicit what's already within you, right? right? We just need to bring it into the open. I know you guys know this already, but um, that's where I kind of, I want to be in that pocket of being a good coach and asking the right questions. No, and, and a few things about that one great questions, demand great answers. Like that's like almost my golden rule of podcasting is that if you ask great questions, you, 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 you will get a great answer. If you ask a, a broad, simple question, you're getting a broad, simple answer. Yeah. Um, the other thing, just rounding this out before, before we move on to, to kind of work play obsession is like, you know, how you said this to. Howie and I, it's funny, Howie's my mentor, but we coach together too, <laughs> kind of rounding that out. And one of the things that we do when we talk to sports team is, is I, I present this, uh, it's from the military, team teammate self, that is the order in which we prioritize. Um, and when we get to the self portion of that, because I think everybody here understands team comes first, teammates second, um, there's always a lot of physical looks. Well, what does that mean? I said, well, number one, it doesn't mean selfish, right? In that sense. But here's the thing. It means you've got to take care of yourself in order to take care of your teammates, in order to take care of the team, right? So Howie, when you're talking about transition or any point in your career where you have to do that, the, the statement does not work without self. It's not team teammates and that's it. That does not work. That's not, that's not the reality. So if your self is not there, and again, sports, we talk about effort. We talk about mindset and making sure that you're at the optimal place for your teammates, for your team. In transition, it's the same thing. Now, here's the other thing you got to think about. Um, if you're in, and this is my opinion, you guys feel free to comment on this. As Howie said, when you leave the military, it goes from we to me. But here's the thing your team and your teammates are your family at that point. Yes. Right. So it, it's just transitioning from the job or the calling or whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. to your family is now your team. All right. And your, your individual family members are your teammates and then yourself. And if you do not take care of yourself, you will fail your teammates and your team. And, and you, we cannot do that, right? And again, with that said, there are 
we're talking to one of them. There are places you can go to assist you with that. You do not have to do that by yourself. In fact, it's it's crazy to do it by yourself. It's it's nearly impossible, right? And it's painful. Keeping in mind too that your teammates and your team, your family, are going through this transition with you also, right? So so I just wanted to say that that it doesn't work in any way without team teammates self, but all three must be present. It, it's not possible to do it without without all three. Um, so again, if you're fighting the thing, the feelings of, you know, I must serve others. Hey, you're right. Serve your family, right? Serve your family. We all have a family, whether it's wife and kids or just family, right? You, you have to, if, if you need to transition, serve them by serving yourself. You cannot give somebody something you don't have. There you go. Right. There if, go. if, 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 if you are dealing with mental fitness issues, which by the way, is not a, that's not a, that's not wrong right? If you don't get the help, you can't help the other people, right? And maybe help's not the right word, right? We talked about all the time, mental fitness is an ongoing uh, process. You don't achieve it, right? You work at it. So anyway, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox. I just wanted to kind of reiterate that because I think it's important when we're talking about focusing on yourself, that you're doing that to help your team and your teammates, whoever that is. And maybe it's a job, maybe it's your family, but your family has to be the team. <laughs> have to uh, actually it's, it's think very, that's it's very really, important, it's very important okay. because oh, I'm sorry. It's very important because, and this is, this is short. It's very important because we say self-care is not selfish, right? It's you not cannot pour from yeah. an empty cup. People have heard that over and right. over again. They have to take that to heart. You can't pour from an empty cup. Right. So I, I, I agree with you 100%. And I thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely brilliant. It's, it's funny, Lee. Um, I was, I had exactly the same thought uh, that I was going to make when you were done and you made it for me. Um, that's exactly, I, it had never occurred to me before. And how many times I've heard you say, you know, <laughs> team, teammate, self, and, and, and I, that's exactly what you just described is exactly what came into my head. And I think that is a, an extremely healthy way for transitioning veterans to look at this as, you know, you're, you're still operating according to that principle. It's just, you're just changing how you're defining team, teammate and self. Right. Um, no, that's, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. And, 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 and just remember that there are other selves within that team, right? The, the, this isn't something you have to do by yourself. Look, when my wife transitioned and how I've talked about this and, and Topaz, you have heard of this, I, I was actually shocked at, at how difficult it was for me as well. It was very hard for her, but it was very hard for me too, you know, because I had been living the spouse life in the military, living the good life in the military for the for, for a decade, you know, and, and um, you know, suddenly I was faced with these challenges, but, but I remember thinking, wow, okay, I've got to work on myself, but I also remember thinking like, we can do this together, right? That's kind of the, the, the other side of it. I, I wasn't alone. My wife was dealing with it. My kids were dealing with it. Let's do this as a family. Um, you know, and again, my wife definitely had the, uh, I got to do this myself at times. Right. And we would talk about it. So you don't, I'm here too. You know, th those are tough conversations to have. Anyway, I don't mean to digress. Howie, I appreciate the compliment. Um, and, 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 and Topaz, you too, because that's how it has to be viewed. And as veterans, you are more prepared for that than most. That this is where the difference is from college graduates to someone who served. You're more prepared to understand this philosophy than who can a kid whose college is just taken care of, right? So anyway, let's let's keep going. Yeah. So so Telpas, what I'd love to uh, you know, in doing my research, I, I you know identified obviously that that you serve as the president for the board of directors for Work Play Obsession 
All yeah. In Foundation. Um, so I'd love for you to tell us about the foundation. Tell us uh, who benefit, who can benefit from it. Just you know, kind of educate us about what it's all about. Yeah, sure. So thank you. Um, so the Work Play Obsession All In Foundation we was founded in 2019. Um, and it was really my way of dealing with depression at the time. Um, I was doing a lot of jujitsu at the time, a whole lot of jujitsu, right? Six, six or seven days a week at the wow. time. Um, jujitsu has been found to uh, help with, with mental health, um, with post-traumatic stress, and things of that nature. So I was, I was deep into jujitsu and the benefits of it. So we started out initially, we were doing um, just organized events for veterans and, and, and civilians to come and had do jujitsu together. That was it. That was how it started out. And then we kind of uh, evolved into what we were before COVID is what we would do is this was a cool events that we would have where uh, jujitsu would be like an open mat event. So anyone could come out and train jujitsu. And then we created an art studio so that people could create artwork inspired by the jujitsu that was taking place in front of them. So you think struggle, you think challenges, you think hardship, it would elicit those emotions from the artists. And then we turn it into an art gallery and they could explain why they drew what they drew or painted, et cetera. So that's where it went. We were doing that a couple of times a year. We got hit hard by COVID. Um, and then after mm -hmm. COVID, we, we haven't really made it back yet after COVID. Um, what we ended up doing, um, almost as important is we shifted all of our focus and energy into other nonprofits, right? So that's where I spend a lot of my time right now. And our intent when we get, you know, the, the, the nonprofit up and running again is to be that multiplier or that nonprofit that's in the middle that wow. says, Hey, here are all these resources and here's how you can use them. We want to be a connector because there are I don't know. Someone said like forty thousand is the last the last number I heard of military. Yeah, it's upwards of about forty six thousand. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, and 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 so our intent is, hey, let's connect people to these nonprofits that are actually um, being value added to the veteran and military family community. Um, so that's where our focus is now. But um, from an effort piece, is we've kind of the board itself, the members of the board itself, have kind of split out. And we're all serving different organizations in different ways, which is why I mentioned uh, Burbiz earlier, um, which will be tonight um, supporting their effort. Uh, I'm the vice president of NAMI Howard County, the board of directors. So that's the National Alliance of Mental Illness. No um, kidding, started, really? Yeah, and in, in, in my county, in Howard County, in Very Maryland, cool. um, we started a veterans peer support group. You know, so we meet the first Monday of every month um for an hour and a half and it's open it's virtual now the beauty of virtual is you can be anywhere we're, right. open, we're you know we reside in howard county maryland but we get veterans from all across the u.s right so we started a veterans um outreach group um so howard county fair howard county maryland fair was last week um what we every every year the fair has an armed forces day where the, the veterans and military families get in free um, what we did this year, instead of having a table, is we created essentially swag bags. We went to different organizations throughout uh, Howard County, Baltimore City, Anne Arundel County, Maryland, got donations from those nonprofits of, you know, flyers, resource packets, stress balls, et cetera. And we built these swag bags. So any military veteran, active duty or family that showed up to get in free, they said, oh, by the way, thank you. Here's this bag with resources and organizations mm -hmm. and everything already there. And they had it all within one bag. So um, those are the things that we're really focused on right now. It's, it's raising awareness 
of the, the larger nonprofits that are, that are rocking and rolling through COVID and, and moving forward and getting people to them. So listen, I would love, um, if you're comfortable, I would love an invitation to your, to, to the working group, the, uh, you know, the veterans, uh, group that you, you say you meet what monthly, weekly. We meet, yeah. We meet the first Monday of every month. Yep, yeah. So, if, you know, I would love Absolutely. an invitation, uh, to, to one and just kind of observe what's, what's going on. I, that would be, that would be absolutely awesome. Uh, so hey, as you were describing what you were doing, um, are you familiar with, uh, MVP merging vets and players? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, have you, have you connected with the, with that organization? Already? Um, I connected, um, online virtually with some emails, maybe, I don't think it was through, through LinkedIn. I think it was some emails. My initial point of contact was in, uh, Nevada, but I haven't co- connected with anyone here on the East coast. Yeah, so so they're they're they continue to expand. So for the for our audience that that may not be familiar with what we're talking about, um, merging vets and players is a uh, a nonprofit that was started by Nate Boyer, who um, was a special forces. I think he was an NCO, right? A special forces NCO, and then pro football player. I think he was a mm-hmm. long snapper. And um, oh, guys, I can see his face. Um, uh, he's on Sunday football. Um, Jay Glazer. Um, ah, yes, that's it. Jay yeah, Glazer. Jay right. Glazer and Nate Boyer started this foundation several years ago. Nate, uh, I mean, Jay actually wrote a book. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think the name of the book is called Unbreakable, where Jay tells, Jay's, Jay Glazer is, a, is I think, a, just a really interesting um, personality. I have so much respect for him. Here's a guy who's achieved a, a really significant level of, um, of popularity and success in the broadcasting world, but to this day suffers from severe depressive tendencies hmm. and is very open and transparent about it. And, um, and look, he, you talk about overcoming adversity. This man, his life has been nothing but overcoming adversity. Um, and, and he fights as, as, so if though any of you see him on TV, um, he's just a really engaging personality, has a, a long history in, in mixed martial arts. Um, and is like the, he's like the, the, the horse whisperer in football. I mean, everybody who he finds out all what's going on in locker rooms because people trust him. Right. He's built such a incredible level of, across the player community, the coaching community uh, of, of the national football league, but Jay and Nate started this foundation where they bring, you know, athletes, it could be professional athletes, could be any athlete, but athletes and veterans together, um, They'll do a they'll do an MMA or or some kind of a a mixed martial art or or martial art workout, and then they'll literally just gather around the mat and they'll talk. And this could take a the whole thing could take about an hour and a half. They have off uh, not office but but gyms um, popping up throughout the country. But what you're describing sounded so much to me like what uh what 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 Jay Glazer and, and Nate Bohr have have uh, have started. So, I just don't don't want you to, if you can leverage that, that, that might be an interesting opportunity for you. Um, one of my goals is uh, is to, to meet with, we actually have met with uh, Nate Boyer. I haven't, but folks in uh, Pivotal Moments Media have. And uh, my goal is to meet Nate and, and Jay myself and establish a, a personal and professional relationship with them. But hey, bottom line is the concept is magnificent. I love the concept and whatever it morphs to, um, Good for you. And the most important thing is that you are continuing to serve our veteran 
and, and spouse and, and, and veteran family community. And I really applaud you for that, man. And whatever form or fashion and shape it takes, it doesn't matter. It's the fact that you're, you're, you're working so intently to give back. No, thank you. And, and Topaz, I'll, I'll add this on before we move on. We always try and reiterate the common themes on this show that we hear. Um, and what you did was found a community immediately. And it was jujitsu. You found a community, you built a community, um, you know, in, in, in just for the listening audience, that finding a community is insanely important after transition. My community would be hockey, right? I'm a hockey player, a hockey coach. I find a lot of comfort in that. We all have something, right? Some of them have more people in them than others, but we all have something, right? I've yet to meet a, a military member who didn't have an interest outside of the military, right? It could be a sports teams. It could be religion. It, it could be anything, but finding that community where you can speak with other people and enjoy other people. And you said you were obsessive about it in the beginning, but it was probably a great coping mechanism, right? With, with dealing with depression, um, which is a very serious matter. Right. Yeah. But uh, I know you're probably thankful for that community. The, the other thing too, you know, and, and I uh, would love to hear your comments on that. It's just something to formulate in my head. You know, it's funny. We talk a lot about when people transition out, how the, the military doesn't just drop you, but it, there's a clear cutoff, right? It's it, it actually does Lee. I'll be very fair yeah. and about it. It actually yeah. does fucking drop you. All right. It well, there really you go. Does. Listen, you said it, it does, but here's the thing that I'm also realizing. There is a military of veterans out there wanting to help other veterans. And again, I think all of us are on this mission to kind of find those connecting points, right? But, you know, there are literally hundreds of thousands of veterans that are looking to help other, other veterans. And we're talking to one. Everybody we talk to on the show seems to be interested in that. So yeah. just know when you're leaving the military, there's another military out there of people that have served. You need to find that group. Uh, and, and here's the thing. They're looking for you. They're, they're actively looking for you. Mm -hmm. And we have not done a good enough job at a society to give a bridge that's just very easy to walk across to them, right? But they're out there. They're looking for you. How he says it every episode, you have to own your transition. So there is a little bit of work on your part to have to, 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 to explore. A lot of work. Right? Yeah, it, too much, right? In my opinion, all right? But they're there. So if you're listening to this and you're about to transition, you have transition, you're looking for this, they're out there. They want to talk to you. Right. And we're talking about a lot of different ways to do this, where you can understand the team teammate self thing and, and transition, finding the community. The community is out there. You're not alone. Like I promise. Like if there's anything we've discovered on this, this yeah. series, it's you're not alone. It's uplifting. That that's exactly what the uh, ETS sponsorship program is designed right. to do is right. to build that bridge. And it could be when you exit, it actually is designed to, and we're, what we want to do is get as far upstream as possible is right. start building the bridge two years before you get out, three years before you get out, right? Yeah. Um, so that that bridge is well built and constructed and stable so that you and your family can walk across it, navigate that, that deadly gap that the bridge is taking you across and right. get safely to the other side. That's exactly what that program is designed to do. And then the other thing to, to kind of, to kind of um, build on what you said, Topaz has actually hit both the things, right? We right. talk about finding your, you know, you lose your sense of purpose when you take the uniform off. So he found his sense of purpose and he found his community, right? And, right. and those are two absolutely critical things that if you're listening and you're, you're thinking about or preparing to get out, you know, this is going to be a challenge for you. I, I'm telling you right now, when you're in uniform, you have a sense of purpose. You have a sense of community. You belong to a tribe. Um, you have a mission, right? When you take the uniform off, before you take the uniform off, I, I 
beg you, find another thing to replace that sense of purpose that will right. give you personal fulfillment, satisfaction, meaning, whatever it may be. Replace that lost sense of purpose with something else and, and replace that loss of community with another community. And if you do those two things, whatever you choose to do, I will tell you that you're probably at least halfway across that bridge safely, right? Yeah. It's, the, it's the men and women who fail to replace that sense of purpose, who fail to replace that sense of community, that starts them on that downward spiral. And then you add to that, if you did not properly plan, prepare, and, and you're ready to execute your transition, you're adding a significant stressor to your life. Um, if you're, and, and, and that's going to create financial stress, right? Because most, unfortunately, most men and women in the, in the military have not done a good job of saving and preparing for life after military by putting money aside, whether it's investing, however you want to do that. And, 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 I, and I'm not being critical. It's just, it is what it is. They're living month to month, paycheck to paycheck, and they don't have a, 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 the financial freedom to, to figure things out. So you have to plan and prepare prior to getting out. Um, and if you do, you can reduce the stress, you can reduce the, um, the, the challenges you're going to go through because, and if you don't, you start on a downward spiral and then you have financial stress. And then if you are married and have children, now it leads to marital stress. And what unfortunately starts to happen, I see it over and over and over again. We start to self-medicate with drugs and alcohol or both. And then the spiral deepens, the spiral quickens, and you see no way out. And then unfortunately, we choose to mask the pain in the worst way possible. And we, and, and we make that, 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 that decision to take our lives. And that's what we're trying to stop here, folks, right? And, uh, and it starts with finding that, that new sense of purpose, that new sense of community, that new sense of meaning, right? And then taking the time to properly plan and prepare to execute your transition. No, that, that, that's great. I, and, and Howie, you hit on something, and Lee, you hit on something too. Two things I wanted to, to comment on. One, I, I don't work for LinkedIn, right? And I hate that I have to continue to go back to this the same resource over and over again, but I have found it to be the most uh, from a professional perspective and the most um, productive at making connections. Um, I highly encourage people to go there and build that out. Don't want to harp on that for too long. Cause like I said, I don't work for them. I want to go back to, we continue to, um, we talked about the importance of curiosity and we talked about the lost sense of purpose, but I want to, I want to, I want to dial that in a little bit better, right? Because people hear that all the time, purpose, 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 purpose. And they say, well, what does that mean? Well, first of all, personality mm. doesn't scale. So I can't say what it's going to mean for everyone, but That's I can give fair. you an overview, right? There's this thing called authentic happiness, right? And I'm sure you guys are familiar with this. And there's a triangle that's related to authentic happiness. And this triangle is autonomy, relatedness, and competence. That is the authentic happiness triangle. When you can have fulfillment in those three areas, it's said that you will have, you will authentically be happy. Now, when we look at the military, right? Relatedness. It's there. You have a team, you have a company, a tribe, all the way up. You have that um, relatedness is there in spades. Competence. The army will train you until you're blue in the face. So you can get extremely competent at your job. You can be rewarded for being competent at your job. You get recognition for being competent at your job. So it checks that block. Autonomy, not so much, but it's the military. So you just take that at, at what it is. 
right? There's a reason why there's not so much autonomy in the military. But now let's talk about the, the separation process and what happens, right? You separate from the service and what happens? Relatedness now is gone, right? You lose your team, you lose your tribe, the train's still rolling for them. Relatedness mm -hmm. is gone. Competence, where are you going to work now? Maybe you find a job that fits perfectly with your skills so competence can be there. But what do we get in spades when we leave the military? You get autonomy. But what happens with autonomy when you don't have relatedness and you don't have competence? Then you now you have a problem because right. now you have all this free time where you're just going to dwell in the valley of despair and think about what am I doing wrong? Where are my friends? Where are the accolades I received for 20 plus years? And that's where the problem comes in. So if we circle back to sense of purpose, we have to look at that triangle and say, where's the curiosity? Where is it falling into one of these domains? Wow. Do I yeah. dive into relatedness and build a new community to help with? That goes back to LinkedIn again, if you want to call it that, or teams and, and tribes and games and all those other things. Or is it competence? You know, is my job too easy for me? Is my job too hard for me? Am I doing the wrong job? Right. And that's where we say, okay, we know it's sense of purpose, but what are we looking at? Well, let's let's start with these three domains. Yeah. You know, maybe you took the wrong job and you have no autonomy, you know, but that's a good, pl a good place to start. That's a fantastic breakdown of that. In fact, we've never done that on the episode. And I know that Howie and I are going to call you back about that when we write about purpose, because uh, you're absolutely right. We say the word a lot, but, but we assume falsely that people know what that means. Right. And that's a great breakdown. That's an exercise for the audience to do before we move on. It's that time. It's how we see time of the episode, how you can like this one. So, so Topaz, what I do every episode is I create a book title for you for the guest. So if you were going to write a book or another book, if you've already written one, uh, I try and come up with a book title based on our conversation. And I, and I think what we should actually say is when Topaz writes a when book. Topaz, I, think, uh, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. With a forward by Howie Cohen. Um, you know, it, so look, you said a lot of great things today. I'm just going to go over some of them. Uh, you know, when, when curiosity and community overlap, that's a great place to be. Obviously the triangle of, of the purpose uh, you said, I think you said legacy is uh, worth more than currency. Legacy is greater than currency. That's, yeah. that's a great, these are just great lines. But so what I have, I, I love that you kept talking about being in the pocket. I'm a sports guy. So yeah. the title I came up with you is the Curiosity Community QB. I like, I like that. that. One. Yeah. I like that. You got to get a good subtitle for that one. I take no royalties or anything like that. <laughs> All right. But, but yeah, the, uh, the Curiosity Community Quarterback. I think that that's a great. I think that's you. I really do think that that's you. I mean, you're passing the ball to to people in those realms. And and um, I love that that you said you operate in the pocket. Here's here's a man for the audience. Topaz is someone who knows kind of where his his lane is in this, right? Not that you don't switch lanes from time to time, but I say that about coaching all the time. It took me, it took me a long time to figure out where in the sports coaching realm I I succeed and I belong, right? And I think everybody just assumes all oh, it's tactics or, you know, that's not, that's not, that's not my lane. Right. I found the mm -hmm. gap that I fill and I love, I love driving in that lane with other people next to me. Yeah. Right. And, and you're doing that, man. Um, sorry for the long metaphor, but yeah, no, I think no, that you're, you're great. I, I love it. Yeah, I love it. The curiosity community quarterback. I, and I tell yeah. you, you, you hit a great point. I, I am also really, I'm fueled by people. Right. If I can right. look for a way to say it is I love being a part of teams, a part of groups, a part of community. And that's what going back to flow states again, um, for me, conversations 
you're right, lead to micro flow states for me. Right. Right. So I, I, I could talk about flow forever, but if we look at selflessness, timelessness, effortness, richness of experience, uh, that's a, that's what a flow state is. And right. right now, our dialogue is completely selfless. Right. Right. I feel it's effortless. We're just having a conversation. Right. Timeless. I don't know how long we've been on, but it's been flowing well. And, and richness, I'm, I'm ex- extremely gratified by and grateful for the conversation that we're having. So these are many flow states for me. One of my other things is when people say, what's the meaning of life? And this could take forever, but what is the meaning of life? The meaning of life is achieving the next flow state. Hmm. And if you break that down, everything we do in life is to get to the next flow state. That could be watching your child play a sporting event. That's going to be a flow state for you, right? So everything leading up to that event is building to that flow state. If my flow state is going to swim in the pool, everything my mind is focused on that next workout. So we say, what is the meaning of life? The meaning of life is getting to that next flow state and how we design our life so that we can get there. Yeah. And create more. Right. And create more. Yes. Reliably and repeatedly. The metaphors could keep going here. You you (laughs) are the quarterback to help people get across that line of scrimmage. Sometimes it's a pass play. Sometimes it's a run play. Sometimes the play doesn't work, but we got to keep moving the ball forward. Howie, do you have something you want to say before I jump in? So, so, you know, that is such a fascinating concept, Topaz. I have never, because I've always chosen to define flow state with a sport, right? And getting in the flow, an athlete who gets in the flow, right? Um, in fact, we, Lee and I just covered this last week with our team building team bonding event with a, with a junior ice hockey team. Um, I never thought about, and you're absolutely right. I mean, as I re- reflect on conversations, I'm ha- well, conversation we're having right now, conversations I had last night as I got together with high school friends that I choose to have everywhere I go, um, it, because it gives me a sense of, 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 gratefulness and and calm and peace and just excitement um, is exactly when I played, if if I achieved a flow state playing a sport, it is exactly the same feel. I never thought about that, which is, which was what motivates you to keep seeking it, right? If you're open to it, it motivates you to keep seeking it because it makes you feel good. Hopefully it makes everybody else involved in the conversation or the event feel good. That is a fascinating concept, man. And Howie, I, I would add in too that, you know, we talk a lot about present moment awareness, you know, and if you can continue to practice that, you can be in a flow state most of the time. Yes. Oh my God. I love focus. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and well, I always say this too, look, it, it's my mind is constantly wandering, but like that journey of me bringing myself present over and over again, I'm constantly feeling like I'm in a flow state. Um, and, and, you know, again, this is just me talking, but you know, I practice that so much that even when I'm not, I'm actually very aware that I'm not, and I'm very patient with getting myself back there. Right. It's a very peaceful process for me at, in this point in my life. Now I'm very blessed in that realm. Right. But what I'm saying is that, yeah, like, like, Look, the other thing too, if we're talking about the meaning of life, um, which is always a great topic, I love your definition. I always said said too that you know you can learn pretty much up until the end, right? Oh. Barring it, you don't have some sort of you know you know mental problem towards the end, right? But learning is wonderful, right? You can learn until you die. So you know if you mix these two things together, you know you can constantly be in a flow state, yeah. right? And I think that that should be the goal. Right. Is and with no judgment, with no, with, you know, blameless discernment, as we always say, you know, you're not always going to be that, but the practice to be that, like, I'm never going to be a monk. I always say that I'm never going to be a Hindu monk or whatever, just sitting on a hill. I, I don't think it's a hairline for it, though. Hey, listen, <laughs> hey, listen, 
you know, bald is beautiful. Howie, if you want to join, let me know. Okay. I'll bring the clippers up there. <laughs> My point is you can, you can be pursuing this. That pursuit is the journey. That journey is the gift. Right. And, and I think we have to learn how to enjoy that a bit more because you only have the time you have. And yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's not a lot. <laughs> yeah. So you might as well take time to enjoy it. So um, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, totally. yeah, it's just it, it, look. It's not easy. I I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like it's snap of fingers and you find some spiritual happiness. I'm just saying this is something you can pursue. It's something it's worth pursuing. Um, so, Bez, I just want to move on to the, the 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 final question here because it's an important one that we ask. Uh, Pivotal Moments Media, our parent company, we're all about mental fitness worldwide and spreading that message. And 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 we just said it. Everyone struggles with mental fitness at times mm-hmm. and at varying degrees. Myself, Howie included, right? But uh, if you're comfortable sharing. How do you practice your own mental fitness? How do you help others struggling with it? Because that's that's definitely in your line of work. And, and just tell us some stories or tell us how you approach mental fitness on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, sure. I think it's a great question. And, and it's a perfect one to end with, right? Because we talk about primalcy and, re- and recency, right? Where people right. tend to meet, remember the first person they meet, and they remember the last bit of information that they, that they digested at the end, right? So this is great. How do I do it? I take my meds every day. Meds. Mindfulness. Oh, I like this. Exercise, diet, meaning watching what we eat and sleep. Run that through us one more time. Run that through one more time. My meds has two S's, by the way. Uh, The last S is social interaction, but we'll get to that. So we'll start back at the top. Um, Mindfulness, right? Incorporating some type of mindfulness moment throughout the day. Yeah. Exercise. So it doesn't have to necessarily mean a gym. It just means being physically active. You can go for a hike. You can go for a walk, et cetera. Right. Diet. So diet being the sense of what we consume, right? So we're not talking keto, we're not talking, you know, Atkins, whatever we're talking about, being mindful of what we consume. That could right. be reading, that, that just, could be yeah. social media, mental and could be food, right? So we say diet, then we say sleep, right? A good night's sleep begins the moment you wake up. Um, and then social interaction. That's beautiful. So those are my meds. I take my meds every single day. All right, I'm changing the name of your book. <laughs> no, no, that's that's really good. I, and you know, that I like is, the way that you lead with absolutely that. brilliant. Yeah, I you lead with that. that, you got my attention. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Meds, mindfulness, exercise, diet. Uh, again, what you consume. He said that's very important. That, that's that's with your mind and your body. Yeah. Sleep and social interaction. Wow, that is uh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So that's it, man. That, I mean, that's my key. Yeah. You know, I try to focus that's, on those things. Brilliant. Every yeah. Day. So, so yeah. Topaz, listen, man, I don't know, you you don't, under, you may not understand how much you just helped me right now, because my wife tells me every day to take my meds, <laughs> right? and I keep telling her, but the, all the things I'm doing, I don't need the, that medication, I can oh, actually man. be much more effective without it. But ne- see, now I got something I can share with her and say, right. but I am taking Take my him meds, a bed. Yeah, this- but think about it, how right? <laughs> think about it, the more that you're around veterans, especially veterans that are, you know, I'm 100% disabled, right, VA rating, but the more you're around vet veterans, what do you hear the, the most often you hear, I got to take my meds, I got to take right. my meds, they got me on all these meds, I'm taking like, you go travel with a couple of veterans and you got enough pill boxes in the room, you know, no shit. It's crazy <laughs> to fill up a whole cabinet, you know? And so you it's hear it all the time, man. It's disgusting. Ugh. And that's when you, it goes into your head. It's like, Hey, yeah, take your meds every day, but not the way that you think about it. Right. right. It's a simple way that's to remember. Brilliant, in your dude. That, Topaz, that is brilliant. Day, I can address one of these things at least, you know? That is a that, that may be the most brilliant answer to this question we've ever gotten. No, no offense have, to any of our guests. And we've had some <laughs> great, great responses, right. but this yeah, definitely that's is up good. there with one of the top. Yeah. 
I'll it's say that uh, right now. Uh, and, and we'll talk about more of that. That's something that needs to be put on a sheet of paper for people to see. Um, fantastic. Topaz, you've, you've been phenomenal. This is a wonderful conversation. Again, I appreciate you coming on here and, and for the, uh, you know, taking our platform to spread your, your message because uh, you know, the more of these we do, I think, Howie, you shared, you shared this with me, the more we're finding out, the more we're learning. And, and it, like you said, taking your meds, the diet, right? We're, we're consuming some really great stuff in this show. Yeah. Um, so I want to thank you for being here. No, I thank you guys for having me. I mean, I love what you're doing. Um, this goes back to what we were talking about with networking again, right? And building that network because, you know, Howie and I met through a third person. I don't know if we met through Olivia or if we, we did. Met through we did. So, and I want you to tell the queen, thank you. She can hear you. She's, she's, she's right next door now. She was downstairs. She's, she's, she's around the corner, but you know, and that's how it, that's how it all works, right? We met through a third person, through networking, through that one that we've talked about multiple times on the show, you know, and that's what it's all about. It's relatedness, social interaction, building that network, because as you said, Lee, that really speaks to me. You're not alone. Not alone. You're not alone. We should be ending every episode with that. You know, if you're listening to this and you're having any feelings of that or towards suicide, reach out to us. We're here. We want to hear from you. Right. Any, you any, any level of that. Right. We're here. We want, we're not doing this show just to hear how and I talk, even though we do that a lot. We're actually doing this because we want to help. Right. So, yeah, you're not alone. None of you. Um, so listen, that's going to do it for this episode of Life After the Military. Again, we're powered by Pivotal Moments Media. Check us out, pivotalmomentsmedia.com for all of our episodes. But we have lots of other content too, uh, dealing with, with women and sports and music and artistry and everything. Um, and if you do like this podcast, make sure to give us a rating, five stars, wherever you're listening, Apple, uh, Spotify, wh wherever you choose to listen to Life After the Military, those ratings help and share it with a friend, someone that you know that needs it. That's, uh, that's something we always ask. So uh for uh for our guest today topaz navarro and howie cohen i'm Lee elias thanks so much for listening and we will uh talk to you next time on life after the military have a great day everybody